For any business owner, an online sales funnel is probably the most important marketing tool you have. Even if you're B2B, you still need a process to find leads and nurture the trust relationship towards a sale. And a good sales funnel is both an art and a science. So in this episode, I'll set out the frame of what a sales funnel is for and why it's important. And if you have one already, this might help you improve it. Welcome to the Leverage Business Podcast, where we believe business success is about working smarter, not harder. Leveraging your time and expertise in ways that fit the digital age you and your clients live in today. I'm your host, Jay Allison, author of Leverage Consulting in the Digital Age and founder of the iSuccess Business Academy. And every episode, I'll be sharing insights into how you can apply the power of leverage to grow your consulting, coaching, or other expert services business and create true freedom and independent success with mindset, marketing, and money model breakthroughs. Because when you get leveraged, the sky's the limit. Let's go for it. Hello, hello. Today, we're talking sales funnels. That is the process by which your ideal client or customer finds you and follows a process of getting to know you, like you and trust you enough to decide to work with you and buy from you. With so much of what we do going digital, our previous in-person methods of finding clients are less reliable. And yet many consultants, coaches and practitioners, both new and established in business, have a rather loose sales process and often a vague understanding of what a funnel is or how it works. That's what we'll look at in today's episode. There are lots of words banded about to do with sales funnels, landing pages, opt-ins, capture pages, list building, sales letters, sales systems, etc. And they are all pieces of a sales funnel but it can be confusing which pieces you really need and how to get them working optimally. As you can imagine, failing to fully understand this critical part of your customer's journey and how they ultimately get to know, like, and trust you means fewer sales, lower profits, and ultimately an unleveraged business. So to get us thinking, I'll start off by explaining why a sales funnel is important, talk through a simple funnel and how it works. And then for those of you who already have a marketing and sales process in place, we'll turn to look at leaky funnels and how to fix them. So let's start with why is a sales funnel important? Your sales funnel illustrates the path prospects take to become buyers of whatever it is you offer. It's a way of mapping out your ideal customer's journey from how they find you to how they build a relationship with you in a way that helps them to know you, hopefully, like you, and critically trust you enough to buy from you or hire you. Understanding your funnel can help you find the holes in the process as well. In other words, the places where prospects drop out and never convert. If you don't understand your sales funnel and your numbers, you can't optimize it. Essentially, your funnel has three core functions. I talked about this from the perspective of a client acquisition process or customer journey in episodes 27, 41 and 42. So have a listen back to those as well for a little bit more detail. So number one core function is to attract an audience. Number two is to generate leads. And number three is to convert those leads to customers. The framework that I use is the Engage, Educate, Enroll Pathway. Plus evaluate, which is a layer on top that allows you to track, test and tweak. 
Your sales funnel strategy is to decide on your best platform for engaging your audience, your best list building method to start educating and giving value to your people, and your sales system for enrolling those who are fit for what you offer. So first step is deciding on your platform, where you want to show up and where your audience wants to show up. Pick a medium, be it writing, speaking, teaching, audio, video, etc. that you're good at and enjoy because you're going to want to commit to doing it consistently and show up there every week. So whether that's LinkedIn, Facebook Lives, podcasts, blog articles, go with something that you like that suits your strengths and preferences as well as what fits with your audience and how they like to consume content or where they're most likely to hang out. The second is your lead generation, otherwise known as opt-ins, list building or connection building, and a landing page, which is where you send people to get something for free from you, where they type in their name and email and you get a new subscriber. The mechanism to create some kind of enticing invitation, a lead magnet, be it a quiz, a checklist, template or downloadable, or a white paper even, something valuable and useful to your target market. Even a book or participation in a study we can use for B2B can be a way to build your list, to create a pipeline of people that you can contact. You can be creative. In fact, nowadays you have to be creative because people are quite discerning about what they opt in for. You can't just throw up a fairly generic free report these days and expect to get leads. And the third step in what you need in your funnel is your sales system. This is the process by which you follow up with a prospect, how you convert a lead. And it could be a series of emails, phone call, a webinar, a sales page, or all of the above, depending on how much you want to nurture them. The choice does depend on how much you need to engage and educate and build a relationship with someone before they buy. It's all about relationship building and building trust. For example, for a campaign you run to a warm market, you probably won't need as many steps in your conversion engine or your funnel as you will for cold leads or people who just met you. If the leads are coming from joint partners, they know the person whose list they're on, who's referring you, but they don't know you yet. For B2B, it's not really that different, although we tend to call it a pipeline rather than a funnel, it's still a sales process that requires some kind of lead system, relationship system, and conversion system, right? I talked about this in episode 47. A good B2B prospecting strategy is perhaps less about list building per se and more focused on outreach and personal contacts. But you do still need a list of contacts to work from. And it's all about follow-up and relationship building. And when you have your own list outside of any particular platform, such as LinkedIn, it's a lot easier to leverage your time by automating some of that process. Essentially, with a funnel, you're taking your customer on a journey, the customer journey or buying process, from awareness of a problem to interest in the solution, to decision about that solution, to action on your solution, your offer. And if you're willing to spend a little bit of time on content marketing and educating your audience, you have a much bigger set of people to draw on than if you're only looking at people who are solution aware and have already done their research. And we all know that if you research with a particular person or company, you're more likely to work with them than the person you just met. That education process is incredibly powerful for trust building. Now let's go through a simple sales funnel. 
At its most basic, a sales funnel consists of free content, which typically requires nothing of your readers. Many sales funnels begin with blog posts, YouTube videos, Facebook content, and other information readers can access at no cost. This is the top of your funnel. Next, you'll have an attractive offer that requires a very small payment of sorts, typically an email address. You'll see this type of offer on websites all over the internet and probably even signed up for some. This is the free ebook or guide, video series, checklist, workbook, and other valuable content that is easy to consume and easy to take action on. And it's available simply in exchange for opting into an email list. Once on your mailing list, you'll then present your readers with a series of low cost offers. Perhaps you have a low cost ebook or a trial membership. Customers who purchase your low price product move further down the funnel and are presented with more higher price products. This is what we call a value ladder. As they continue to buy, they move closer and closer to your top end offers, which make up the bottom of your funnel. This is really an interesting one because sometimes people will go straight from something like a a free webinar to a high priced offer. And that can work really well if you have the authority and the status already established. So it doesn't have to have all the little pieces and all the low cost offers in between. But if you're finding that people aren't making the jump from your free content to a high priced offer, then you need to train them and nurture them to buy from you. Of course, some opt-in offers or lead magnets are going to work better than others. And I have several different opt-in offers on my website, my free stuff that have proved to be the most popular. And it's a great way to segment your audience too, because what they opt in for is going to tell me what they're most interested in. Now let's look at how a funnel works. If you imagine your funnel as looking like, well, a funnel, it's easy to see that your free content at the top is consumed by the largest number of readers. It's where your funnel's the widest. Below that, your extreme low-cost item, available only for the cost of an email address, attracts a smaller subset of the true freebie seekers. And next, your low-priced products bring in yet a smaller group for people who are willing to purchase something. Finally, as you near the tip of the funnel, only the loyalist of fans and customers will purchase your highest-priced offers. Your job as the business owner is to ensure that your funnel leads buyers naturally from the top, free offers, all the way through the low cost to the high end at the bottom. The more buyers you can keep in your funnel, the more money you'll make if you nurture them really, really well and take care of them. Most new and even established business owners can easily envision the top of the funnel. But if you truly want your business to grow, you must master the entire process, the follow up and the offer process, the value ladder. And that all starts with understanding what a funnel really is and how it works. If you already have a marketing and sales process in place, you're likely following some kind of engage, educate and enroll pathway to guide your prospects towards a decision to work with you by your program or course or service. And it's the layer of evaluate that you need to pay attention to when you're improving your funnel, when you want to look at whether your funnel's working or not and how well it's working, where do people drop off in terms of that customer journey? Knowing your key performance numbers is important. We talked about customer journey data analytics in previous episodes you can listen to or read through the transcript. Those were episodes 42 and 43. 
But let's look briefly here at why your funnels leak and what to do about it. For a business owner with a solid funnel in place, it's easy to take a look at the number of subscribers at each level of the funnel and predict pretty accurately what the sales are going to be from day to day or week to week. This is what gives you a dependable and reliable income when you really know your numbers. If you've got a funnel in place though and your numbers aren't looking great, chances are you've got a leak somewhere. Now your funnel's got a hole or two or three where subscribers are falling through and you're not converting them. There are four common causes for funnel leaks and once you spot them, they're pretty easy to fix. The first is not enough traffic. The very heart of your sales funnel is the traffic you bring in. Without visitors to your blog or opt-in pages, you'll have no subscribers. Without subscribers, you'll have no or very few sales. Without sales, you'll have no business. Yet this is where a lot of people struggle. How can you get more eyes on your content and more subscribers into your funnel? So here's how to fix it and get more traffic. Traffic generation is an entire industry of its own, but here are some tips. One, use good SEO, search engine optimization, to encourage search engines to rank your content well. Two, be present and active in the places where your ideal reader hangs out, whether that's on social media, in niche forums, or at live events. Three, use paid ads to drive targeted traffic to highly relevant. Four, recruit JV partners and affiliates to promote your offers. Five, buy solo ads in related email newsletters. Now, when you first get started, you probably won't do some of those at the bottom of that list, but certainly paid ads can be a really quick way to test a funnel. Just spending a few hundred dollars on a paid ad can help you know whether a funnel's actually working before spending a ton of time on content marketing to drive visitors for free, what we call organic traffic. Because with paid ads, you can run a very targeted campaign and see how the numbers stack up. So the next thing that causes your funnel to be leaky is no follow-up. This is a leaky funnel mistake that a lot of new entrepreneurs make. They spend a lot of time and energy setting up a great squeeze page and driving traffic to it. And then they deliver the goods to their subscribers. And then, well, nothing. No follow-up emails, no offers to buy more, or just lots of newsy newsletter stuff. There's no related services or products, just nothing. You have to make an offer. So you have to create um, a pathway for people to think about what it is that you do that they need. So here's how you fix this one. It's really easy. Before you spend time building that opt-in page or offer, be sure you have a back end to promote. All those subscribers you so carefully collected will end up costing you money instead of earning it back. The third thing is not having a call to action. This happens most typically at the top of the funnel. Your blog posts, social media content, podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever it is that you do, everything you offer is for free. It must have some kind of call to action or it's just wasted energy. Your call to action can be as simple as subscribe to my YouTube channel or following me on Facebook for more tips, but it must be there. So here's how to fix it. Every time you write a blog post or an email, ask yourself, what do I want my readers to do when they're done reading, listening, or watching this? That becomes your call to action, your most wanted response, and the next natural step for them in the customer journey. Another reason why your funnel might be leaky is that you don't have product offers. 
When you're just starting out, this can be a problem. You know you need to be building a mailing list, but with nothing to offer them, what's the point? The truth is there are lots of ways to make money in your funnel, even if you don't have a product to sell. The way to fix this one in the first instance, until you have an offer of your own, is to promote affiliate offers. No matter what industry you're in, there are a variety of tools and products your readers need. Find those tools, sign up for the affiliate programs, and recommend them to your readers. Not only with your readers thank you for pointing them in the right direction, but you'll earn a little cash too. The first place to start is always the products that you use yourself. Right, so if you think about all those pieces and see you've got a leaky funnel, you have some starting points. You should now see that with a few tweaks and some attention paid to your follow-up sequences, chances are you can fix those holes and increase your profits in no time. Now look, if you're confused about how exactly sales funnels work, you're not alone. In fact, that's the number one reason small business owners say they can't get their funnels set up. They simply don't know what to include where. In the spirit of keeping things simple, let's look at the bare bones pieces you can create to have a working sales funnel. Here are three pages every funnel must have and what to put on them. At the very least, your sales funnel needs these three pages. A sales page, a confirmation page, and a thank you page. Let's go through each one. Number one, the sales page. This one obviously comes first. You might call it a landing page or in the case of a free opt-in, a squeeze page. It serves one purpose, to get the reader to take action. Whether that's to buy a product or offer up their email address in exchange for a free gift, this is the gateway into your funnel. Everything that follows depends on this page. So you want to be sure you do a few things to get this page working really well. The first is to include a clear call to action. Buy now or click here to download this report for free. Sometimes you really have to tell somebody exactly what you want them to do. The second is to eliminate distractions. That means no links to other websites or even a navigation bar. And the third is to address the reader's pain points and how your offer provides the solution. The copywriting piece of the sales page or the landing page is incredibly important and it's really worth spending some time on this or getting somebody to work with you on it. The second page is the confirmation page. Here's where we ask the reader to confirm their intent. For a sales funnel, this confirmation page might actually be your checkout page. It's where they enter their payment details. For a free offer, it's simply the page your email management system directs them to next. It's a holding page, if you will, while you wait for them to confirm their email address or next step. If you're setting up a free funnel, this page has great power and you don't want to waste it. What's the next step that will help them get to know you and how you can help them? Perhaps you can remind people to follow you on social media or give them a peek at your other products and services. If they've just purchased something, here's where you can offer an upsell. Remember though that they will only see this page once, so don't put anything here that they're going to need to refer back to. That's what the thank you page is for. So number three is the thank you page. This is where they actually collect their downloadable item or get information about how your product will be delivered. Like the confirmation page, this is valuable real estate, so you want to be sure that you use it wisely. In addition to the downloadable item your customer just purchased or opted in for, you also want to showcase your other offers, especially those at a slightly higher price point. Here's why. 
The person looking at this page is a hot prospect. He or she is in a buying mood. You want to be sure to take advantage of that by putting your most relevant offers on this page. To encourage buying, consider including a limited time offer, scarcity sales. So if you can legitimately limit sales to a few hours, days or number of units, then this is the place to do so. You might offer a no-brainer coupon offer. An insiders-only deal can be a powerful motivator, especially if it's a fantastic price. You might include extra bonuses. Give them access to additional product services if they buy through your link on that page. These should be bonuses that aren't advertised on the public sales page for that product. Again, insiders' deals are motivating. Putting together a sales funnel isn't complicated, or at least it doesn't have to be. As your business grows and you have more products to offer, you can expand your funnel to include more upsells and downsells and re-engagement and all sorts of other fun things you can do with funnels. But for now, this simple setup is really all you need. Next, we'll look at how to put your sales on autopilot with a follow-up sequence. The web pages that make up your sales or opt-in funnel are only the beginning. To truly encourage sales, you need to stay in contact with your readers. The easiest way to do that is through your email manager by sending periodic emails with various related offers. Let's take a look at a typical follow-up sequence for a free opt-in series. In this case, your reader has attended a free webinar that promoted a high-ticket training program. In the days that follow, you'll want to stay in contact with an autoresponder sequence that automatically sends email at specific intervals. Let's say we create six or seven emails. Email one, this is going to be the first email that goes out after they confirm. It should give the reader access to your free webinar and that can be instructions to join you for the live event or a link to the replay. You will also want to include a couple of reminder emails if the event is live. Email number two, this is the replay email for a live event or the first follow-up if the original was a replay. In this email, it's a good idea to offer a few bullet points of what they learned. Encourage them to watch the replay if you can legitimately say it's only available for the next next days, even better plus an offer to sign up for whatever it was you offered on the webinar. That may be a course, program or service. If your webinar was more of a B2B focus, you probably want to simply invite them to book an exploratory call with you. Your third email is probably going to come a few days later because you'll want to follow up with them again. This time, consider including a case study of someone who used your program or service. When combined with a great offer, reading about the results someone else achieved can be a powerful motivator, particularly if that case study includes testimonials or feedback from your client. Email four. At this point in the campaign sequence, you need a follow-up message to remind readers that the replay is going away, if it is, of course, and also to answer any objections. For example, you might list some frequently asked questions or even questions you've received about your refund policy, who the program is for, or payment options. Remind them about your offer. Email five, this is your final reminder that the offer is going away soon. At this point, you may want to encourage the reader to email you with questions if you have the systems in place to manage a lot of email, that is. And email six and beyond, If your reader reaches this point without buying, then it may be that your product is just not right for them. From this point forward, you should continue to stay in contact by offering great information, case studies, tips, and other interesting content, but also to offer other products that might be of interest. This is what's often called a re-engagement sequence. 
One important thing to remember about this email sequence, if your reader buys your program at any point, you must remove them from this sequence. It'll make no sense for them to get email five with that offer reminder if they've already purchased. Most autoresponder services such as MailerLite, ActiveCampaign or Infusionsoft have automation built in that allows you to move subscribers from one list to another based on their actions. So be sure to set that up as you're building your funnel emails. In fact, the systems that don't have that ability are the ones you want to avoid. While it does take a little while to set these email sequences up and to make sure the copy is really zinging, it's a really hands-off approach once it's all in there because it's automated. And it's what's going to help you build a true leverage process for nurturing your prospects. So I definitely urge you to look for opportunities to use a sales funnel system as you build your audience, because that's how you're going to be able to contact them and market to them over and over. Finding the bottleneck in your sales process is a question that I often get asked. And a good way to think about this is to start with strategy. We do a lot of work with our clients on evaluation and audits and all kinds of things, looking at process improvement. But in terms of revenue, it's always good to work backwards to the job you need your sales funnel to do for your business. How many sales do you need to hit your income goals? How many leads do you need roughly to get that number of sales? And how much traffic do you need to drive through the funnel? There are also three sides to this, and I've covered these in more detail in other episodes. So go to leveragebusinesspodcast.com and browse the list of topics to pick out what you need. You can listen to the podcast or read as an article. The first side of this is mapping out your funnel, your customer journey, especially if you've got a sequence of offers and upsells, what we call a value ladder. And you can test how well each piece of the process is working and seek to improve it. But first, you need to decide on the pieces so that you've got the metrics. And of course, there's the tricky business of picking the tools that do the job you want it to do. The second thing, therefore, is implementation. Now, this is part technical and part creative. That is setting up landing pages, writing the email nurturing copy, creating a sales page that's laid out beautifully and is really compelling, building in an integrated tool for booking appointments or for taking payments. And the third part is tracking so that you can see what's working and what needs improving. For this, listen to the episodes 42 and 43 on customer journey data analytics and create a simple business dashboard for yourself. So thinking of a funnel in these three pieces, an attraction system, a nurturing process and a sales conversion mechanism, which steps are you stuck on? If you'd find it useful to talk through with me where your bottleneck might be right now, and get some clarity on the pieces of your sales funnel that you should prioritize for maximum leverage, let's get on a free business accelerator strategy discovery call and work it out together. Just go to strategy.jallison.com to get to the booking page, select the date and time that suits you, and send me a little bit of background about your business and where you're stuck. It's as simple as that. And I'll give you the pointers for putting a funnel into play or finding and fixing any leaky holes. And that's it until the next episode. In the meantime, have a fantastic Christmas if you celebrate it, and all the best for the new year. Ciao, ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the Leverage Business Podcast. Want to create leverage in your business? 
Did this episode provide some insights and ideas to be thinking through? If so, subscribe so you get alerts when the next one's released. If you want to learn more or would like help and support with building a leveraged business that achieves true freedom for you, then head over to jallison.com forward slash podcast to find all the resources and links that go with this show on my website and to join our iSuccess community. And if you're enjoying our content, it would be great if you could pop into Apple Podcasts or the app you listen from and leave me a rating and review. Everyone makes a difference to improving our rankings. So thank you if you've done that already. I appreciate you. So, hey, that's it. Thank you for listening. I hope you've loved this episode and have some great takeaways to be thinking through. I wish you a pleasant, productive and profitable week. And I'll see you again next time for another episode of the Leverage Business Podcast.